When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral. Simpler communications. Show your good side to the world and get rewarded. Become a plasma donor at Griffles and receive up to $800 your first month. You'll help save the lives of millions of patients. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to everyone out there. Hope everyone has had a safe and enjoyable Memorial Day weekend, making sure to remember the heroes that have given us the ultimate sacrifice and given themselves up for the ultimate sacrifice so we can enjoy this weekend and what a weekend of racing it was. Who cares about the NBA draft? Who cares about anything else except, for me at least, what happened at Monaco, Indy, and Charlotte for the Coca-Cola 600 for all three major series we cover here on Ramblin' About Racing? There's, there's still a professional basketball league? I, I'm sure there is. I, I don't care about the ball and stick sports. You are here listening to Ramblin' About Racing where we go 200 miles an hour and in IndyCar's case, 240 plus miles an hour to qualify. And it is such a great honor to be here again with Charlie Herkus and... Austin Reeves from Alabama, Matt Beamer here in the ITM Media Studios. Preston, however, after an outstanding show we had on last week's episode, didn't want to show up today. And that's such an unfortunate thing. We had such a great show last week, and he said... He had like two weeks in a row, and then, bam. We're right back. He might, he might be in therapy because he, he was a little hot last episode. He was a little hot, but it was a justifiable hot. I think every NASCAR fan felt like that. Last week with the race, but you know what? That was last week. That was an all-star race. We are going to focus on this past weekend's races and what a weekend it was. Again, I'm glad you're joining us here, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter live. Make sure to share it. Make sure to participate in it. We got to chat up. If you want to chat with us right now, go ahead and do that. But first and foremost, and having Charlie back on the show, I don't know if we said it last week. Charlie, congratulations on your accomplishment there in South Alabama on, on the victory, you won, and it wasn't live-streamed, so we didn't get to see it, but we got to hear about it. So, Charlie, why don't you walk us through that and tell us about how everything else is going. It, great night. Car was awesome. I couldn't have asked for a better car. We started at the back, got our way to the front, led the majority of the laps. Everything possible to keep us from winning that race happened that night. Literally got to the front, got sent to the rear, and... Wound up getting a great restart, got back up to third. 
caution come out, the leader broke, and literally we were out there so long that they shortened the race. And after that last caution was a green-white checker, me sitting second. And I, I just set the leader up. I, I, I knew he was going to try and hold the bottom. I gave him plenty of room to do so. He pinched the car off uh, coming out of two, got loose, and I just I backed my corner up going into one and just got a great run coming off of two, got under him, and that was pretty much all she wrote. We've had three cars just been dominating that class, but I don't think anybody had anything for me that night. I mean, I by far the fastest that car of mine has ever been on just a very, very consistent basis. So uh, shout out to everybody, Roy and all the Reeves that's been helping me, everybody. I mean, it was a, such an awesome victory. And real quick, shout out to Tracy joining us there on Facebook Live. Really do appreciate you joining us here. And tell us about what you thought about last weekend's race or this past weekend's races. We'll get into it. But, Charlie, that was an awesome victory. You sent us a video. <laughs> However, it wasn't appropriate that we fell for our yeah. open social media platforms. It is on our Patreon, and you could join our Patreon for as little as $1 to get more access into rambling about racing, videos, behind-the-scenes stuff. We're working more on that and smoothing it out. But if you want to watch it, it's on our Patreon. Give us a dollar, and, yeah, it'll, help us, and it'll help us out for the Talladega weekend coming up here. But congratulations, Charlie. You got the monkey off your back finally, which Absolutely. was great to see. Great to see. Yeah, you, there's a there's a good reason why I don't video the uh, or live stream the I, but radio I mean, chat. There's got to be a way we could live stream it just for our patreons. And I want the man. Li- I, so I'm telling I like you, like it. that whole race right there was nothing but a flatline section of yeah, beep. Sure. So it, it yeah. was bad because even even Jason and Roy both <clears throat> got off the trailer and went to the track and started hollering at the officials and stuff whenever they sent me to the rear and i'm still hollering it was a bad night to re-put or to put the gopro on the it was a perfect on, night on, it on was my helmet perfect instead night. of putting it on the front of the car like i usually do so because i just let them have it so the, the video clip that i sent y'all was right after i got sent to the rear we restarted. I figured that. I got a good start and worked my way back up to third, and that was when the three-car broke, and we had a red flag, all that for us, and that was right before the green-white checker come out. You just sent me that video. Uh, Kelsey. It, what, what's your – Kelsey Shrugs? That's, yeah. Who is that? Is that, is that your wife? Mama. That's, yeah, that's baby mama. Yeah, she, nah, she, was, she was saying on Facebook it was bad, but you know what? I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I enjoyed that. She so almost much. had a spot for a second. Like Jason yeah. told her on the radio. Jason told her, like, hey, you, you got a spot. I ain't back to the trailer yet. She froze. Like, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah, I, so, so nobody lives during the race. And I texted Charlie, and he said, yeah, Kelsey's going to go live Facebook. I'm like, all right, sweet. I get to watch race. We were putting floors in the house. The reason I couldn't go racing, and I got anxious. Like I had this feeling that he's going to do good. So I'm like, shit, I need to call somebody. So I called my dad. He answered. Said, "Hey, we're fixing race." Awesome. No Facebook Live. No Facebook Live. No Facebook Live. I'm like, golly. So I called dad's girlfriend, Facetimed her. Said, like, "Hey, I need you to get on top of the trailer so I can watch this race." And then I see dad get off the trailer. I see Roy get off the trailer, and I hear one to go. I'm like, hey, uh, Charlie needs a spotter. Charlie needs a spotter. I'm like, I mean, I'm two hours away. Obviously, I couldn't hear me, but I'm like, I need a spotter, guys. Come on. 
Well, I mean, it ended up working at the end. I, that was such a great race. It was such raw emotion because when Charlie sent me that video, it was a seven-minute video. It's a seven-minute video on our Patreon. And the first 30 seconds was just cursing. <laughs> I, I have never heard I have never heard Charlie curse that much. It's like, this must be where he got sent back to the rear. It was. And it, like you said, it was. And I was watching it, and Caroline was watching it with me, and she said, why is he mad? I explained it to her. We get to the end, and all Charlie did after winning the race was that. He gave him a little fist bump. Yeah, no emotion. And that was it. Stone yeah, cold. My, I, I had no emotion left because it had right. all come out of my body in anger. He was trying in emotion. Right. It was It was good, though. It was good. good. Congratulations on that. But, I mean, other than that, Charlie, how's everything else going? Going good. Going good. I hopefully get this cast off come Wednesday. I'm going to keep it, however, wrap it around a roll bar in the car. Obviously, it's good luck. So, Damn right, it's good luck. That's right. So. Well, awesome, gonna keep, man. Going to keep this thing. Awesome. And, and I can't wait to Talladega. So I'm just putting a little more pressure on you. Yeah. No, I, I know, guys. I, I promise I'm going to call so I can get some figures in line on our Talladega trip so we can go up there and hang out with our, our new friend, Howie. I'll believe in when I see it, Charlie. So I know. Yeah. I know. I know. But, uh, I know. Austin, how's it going with you over there? Going good. I had I missed last week's episode and last week's race. Flooring, graduation, all the adult fun stuff. Um, everything's going good up here. We go next week to find out the gender of our twins. Not one kid, but two. Well, That's going to be real fun. I didn't care what the gender of my child was as long as she was healthy. Now, now she, well, the baby is healthy and mom's healthy. That's all I cared about. And sure, that's all you care about. Just for curiosity, what are you, what are you hoping for? I would love a boy and a girl or twin boys. If we go twin girls, it's too his life girl. is over as he knows it. Literally, yeah. probably two weddings paid for at the same time. At, when I, it comes I would to that say, point. though, if he has two girls, I really hope that they're like polar opposites of each other. That he's going to have a little Caitlin and a little Austin, hopefully. That'd yeah, be, I hope that'd be great. So, they both have the the best thing that could happen is that he has a girl that's a lot like my Emma. Or Jesse. Or Jesse. Absolutely. Okay. Except that they want to race. Like Emma has Emma's been trending towards the Daddy, I want to race. Like she she's been saying it a lot more. And I'm like, well, these two junior dragsters over there at shop. You gonna let her drag race? You gonna let her round race? Well, she's she's already been given permission on the junior dragsters to run them. So oh, and I think yeah. I think once Emma did it, Jesse would kind of get the fever to Oh yeah. If, if, whichever, yep, whichever one does it first, the other one's going to want to do it. Sounds good. Can't Matt, make... how are you? I'm, 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 we never asked you how you're doing. How are you doing? Oh, I appreciate Matt? that. No, we, we are good over here. We had my mom and dad in town this past weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Mom, for the first time meeting my daughter, it was really good. It, we grilled out hamburgers. We just kind of just relaxed and spent time with the family. It was a great weekend. I'm off all the way to Saturday, so I get to watch the baby all week. That should be fun. Can't wait for that. And other than that, Caroline and I are fine. Baby's good. Baby's growing. Uh, starting to teeth a little more and reach out for stuff now. And it's great. I, I, everything's going great. The business, on the other hand, isn't taking off like I should. But here's what You've I did. You've only been at it for a couple of weeks. Well, I've only been at it for a couple of weeks. But what I did was I got a Google voice number thinking all the hey. numbers would go into that. But 
it, there was just such confusion there because people said, I called you. I said, no, you didn't. Well, you know, I said, well, I didn't receive a call, and now I just put my own phone number out there, screw it. If, if The worst thing I could do is change my number. If people just say, <laughs> you, you guys suck. Did you get a Google page, though? Yeah, yeah, I need to update that. So do a Google page and actually run, like pay to run like an advertisement thing. Oh, yeah. Because that's what we do. And, man, I, uh, my work phone blows up. Yeah, I need to, I need to do that. So, I mean, there, I need to do a lot of things and just get ducks in a row. But once it takes off, I feel like it'll take off fast. But, yeah, everything else here is fine. Just uh, We're actually planning a trip maybe down there to Alabama here, but we'll coordinate it with a race weekend. Yeah, that better make sure it's a race weekend. Yeah, well, it's probably going to be in July sometime. We'll see where that goes. But July 23rd. Okay, July 23rd. I'm thinking that's, that, that's that might my, work. That's my spotlight race. I think that might work. So, we'll, we'll every, Glad you guys already are, got a already got a brand new set of tires set aside for that. Nice, now. nice, man. Well, I'm glad you guys are so doing everything. Yep, <laughs> they soaked, so they already on the Turner. Okay, sounds good. Don't know what that means, but matter of fact, I smell it from here. Well, I'm glad you guys are doing well. Hope everyone's doing well out there, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, live, joining us on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio. Really do appreciate it. We're just going to hit the ground running. Last week's question of the week, presented by Preston, was. Should the all-star race be scrapped? And based on, and you guys weren't here to talk about it, but you heard the episode. What do you guys think? I'm going to leave it up to one of you two. We'll, we'll say, Go ahead, Austin. We'll say, Austin, what do you guys think? Or what I is don't Austin? think they should scrap it. I think they should keep it. Just just find a track that it works good at and then go from there. Don't don't change it up. Never have it Texas again. Find a good track. Let it stick. Marinate on it. Keep the all-star race at a good, decent track that everybody enjoys. I agree with that. I don't think they should scrap it. I think Dell Jr. said it best. I'm going to kind of take his, what he said was, take the L NASCAR and move on, move it around. I don't know whether it, it shouldn't be at Texas anymore. It failed miserably last year. It failed again this year. And everybody was worried about going to the Charlotte race. If something like that would happen again, we didn't see that. We'll get more into that in our weekend review here. But Charlie, what do you think? Should they scra- Should NASCAR scrap the race or keep the all-star race, just move it to a different location? I don't think they should scrap it at all. I don't think they should. Uh, well, I'll add on to that. I don't think they should run it at any tracks that they run during the season. I think it should go to something like they did at the Coliseum or a track that they, North North Wilkesboro, any, anything other than any track that they run during a regular season. Safer barriers or not, you know, I, I get it. It's not like they're super going to be super hard to install, no nothing like that. If they forked out the money for the Coliseum race just to run that one and tear up all that asphalt, they can fork out the money to go run an all-star race somewhere at a track somewhere else. And it's not like you have to do the pit stops and all that kind of stuff. Yet you can make it where you can do the pit stops. That's fine. But I would say just run it at a different track somewhere like that. Make it interesting. Doing an unknown like that, throwing the unknown factor in there at a track that nobody's ran before. Ran before. I like that. I don't. And Tracy, one of uh, I met him last year at Darlington. He said, "Put it back in Charlotte or change tracks every year." And I'm okay with that. Preston brought it up last week to your kind of what you were saying, Charlie. <laughs> Move it around every year, and that's what I thought we were doing. We moved it to Bristol in 2020. Yeah, and they only kept it at Bristol one year. And we moved it to Texas the next year, and then we kept it at Texas this year. 
there's too many mile and a half tracks on the schedule as it is to have an all-star race at a mile and a half track, in my opinion. There, there's more. I like Dover. I would love to see an all-star race at Dover. I think Dover is more or one of your more exciting races of the year. I wish we had more of the mile races or the mile tracks on the schedule. I'm looking forward to this coming weekend because it's a one and quarter mile track. So, right. I, you know, I, I like that. I just wish there was more of it. I'm about, I'm, I'm good with bringing it back to Charlotte. Maybe the Charlotte Roval. I, I think that I, would be I'm a good. Not, maybe the Roval, but not Charlotte. There's just so much hype. I, I, I hate to, I hate to cut you off. I hate to argue with you, but there's just so much hype on Charlotte as there is, or as it is. And I hate to just keep bringing so much. I know it's the center and it's where everything is, but it's not where all the race fans are. There's other race fans throughout the country, and there's other race fans than just Texas Motor Speedway or just Bristol Motor Speedway or just Sonoma or just Kansas or just wherever. Go to some of these other tracks. Charlotte Motor Speedway is not where all the race fans are. I think that's a tough call for NASCAR and the schedulers on that. I am okay with bringing it back to Charlotte. Maybe it's a Charlotte dirt track. It doesn't necessarily have to be on the oval. If you want to make it interesting, throw it on the dirt track there at Charlotte. I think that would be very interesting. Just run your heat races because, yeah, I mean, let's your, face it, you're not going to fit all them cars on that small dirt no, track. No, you're not. I mean, so it could be run, run your heat races, keep your cars, yep. top whatever, just like they do in actual dirt racing, and then your final all-star race is your, your all-stars. Is your true all-stars. It's I, the people that don't suck. Yep. There's so many ways to slice this onion, and it's tough to say which one is the winner there, but I could tell you what the definite loser is is if the NASCAR schedule comes out around September, October, November time frame, and Texas, and Texas is on there for an all-star race. I don't think it will be. I don't think no, it will be I mean, There was so much blow up on Twitter. I, they'd be stupid if they don't uh, Texas again. And I don't care what Marcus Smith says. I mean, don't have it back in Texas. I think that would be the worst possible outcome that they could have. It would, dis- it would ruin the all-star race for the future. And it sounds like everybody wants to keep it. I thought keep the Bristol All Star race was good. That was so good. I would, love, yeah, I would right. love to see a Martinsville night race, All Star race. That might be fun too. I mean, somewhere within a a perimeter, you know, radius for the teams, a Darlington All Star race, Charlotte, North Wilkesboro, Bristol, Martinsville. I think just somewhere well, in the southeast. They're, re, they're repaving North North Wilkesboro at the end of this year. So why yeah, not will. run the All Star race next year at North Wilkesboro? That Let the, that be the yep. inaugural race for NASCAR to come back. Let it be the All Star race. Yep, and have it have the trucks. That's our come question of the. That's our question of the week. Should the All Star race be at North Wilkesboro next year? I'm pretty sure we might have a couple more candidates for question of the week. So don't go crazy. Jumping on ahead of that. I mean, I appreciate your enthusiasm, but I feel like when we go through the Monaco Grand Prix, the Coke 600, and the Indy 500, we might have one or two more questions a week. But that was this last week's question of the week. Let us know what you think using hashtag, what you think ITM for everybody out there. Uh, Jason Reeves says Bowman Gray and Nashville Fairgrounds again for Tracy. Good candidates, I feel, right there for the any all-star race. I could see, see the fairgrounds or even New, uh, New Smyrna. Uh, Bowman Gray would be a good one. I think yeah. anything but because Texas, I, because I enjoyed the uh, I enjoyed the Coliseum race a lot. So I could see Bowman Gray. I think anything Tempers. but Texas would make everybody happy. Tempers with flair. 
Uh, yeah, I think I think they flare anywhere but Texas. That was miserable. And just yeah, go back and sure. listen. To, go back and listen to last week's episode if you miss anything about that. But that was our question of the week, gentlemen. Anything else before we get into our weekend review of the, the best race weekend ever? I feel one of the best I could remember. Anything else before we get into that? Nope. All right. Well, let's just hop right into it. Before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to tell everyone out there, whether this is your first time listening to Rambling About Racing or now your over 100th time of listening to Rambling About Racing, about our online store at Teespring and Bonfire, where you can find the latest Rambling About Racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, and so much more. And since we use discount code MOTHER in honor of Mother's Day, I figure it would be appropriate to use discount code FATHER for 10% off for the month of June at Teespring and Bonfire, where again, you can find your latest Rambling About Racing gear and throwback in the Marvels gear. So head over to ramblingaboutracing.com. Links will be under the stores tab or links will be in the podcast description as well as the YouTube description below. Go check them out and you'll look good in it as well, whether you're at your local short track or the high glamour lights of Daytona, Talladega, or Formula One or Indy tracks. Again, 10% off using discount code FATHER through the month of June. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I compared this race weekend to my mom as a royal as the royal wedding. And if you remember the hype to any royal wedding, you had the dress picking or whatever, the meeting of everybody. It was, how long was it, Austin? I, I feel like it was 12, 14 hours of straight racing. See, I, w- I would compare it to the day that my divorce was finalized. This is about the best day of my life. I mean, that, that gave me it too. One could... One could uh, compare it to something like that. I compared it to the royal wedding, which makes no, absolutely no sense whatsoever. But no, it's okay. It's funny because it's true. But yeah, I mean, I compared it to something that I feel like I could try to compare it to my mom with, who's big into that stuff, and Caroline is too. It's like this is my royal wedding. So we're gonna start off at the beginning at nine a.m. We started the Monaco Grand Prix. This Austin, is where the chat blows up. Yeah, this is where. The, <laughs> Austin, and I know you watched it, Charlie. Did you watch the Formula One Grand Prix there for Monaco? I, I did, I did, because they, okay, they were kind of upset. They're like, "Look, this is starting to look bad for 
Monica because they have not renewed the contract for this race. They will. And they were, I, I know they will. They were a little upset that nobody had gotten on the track to look at the track and yada, yada, yada. But why are they not trying to get this race underway yet? Because I guess the start of it was delayed and all this kind of stuff. The start but then delayed. they finally got it. They finally got it underway. So, well, the start was delayed due to rain. They were getting ready to go, and this happens at almost every time you have a racing event. It happened to me at Darlington a few years ago for the Southern Five Hundred, and this isn't the first time, and this won't be definitely the last time we've seen this at any type of racing series. That weather played a factor. Rain just dumped the track, and they were thinking about going. The amount of spray on the track was just too dangerous, even in full wets. That Formula One yeah, dropped I, them down pit road I, and, and stopped the race. They said we're I, not going I yet. See, I, I see it at this track too, though, because I didn't take into consideration this being an actual street course rather than an actual racetrack. And forgive Charlie's ignorance; this is kind of his first time getting into Formula One, so I feel like this is his first Monaco Grand Prix. You watch. I, I, I it was a street circuit and. They delayed it for about an hour and 30 minutes, something like that, an hour and 15 minutes. And then when they finally got started, they started under the safety car, and it was a rolling start. It wasn't a standing traditional Formula One start. And Charles Leclerc was out there. He was getting it. He was doing really well. And then, a, I guess, a botch pit stop changed all that. But I didn't see the where the botch was. They double-stacked signs and Leclerc there. But really what was interesting about that race, and Austin and Charlie could probably back me up on this, was... When was the time to go on to slick tires vice rain tires? Because slick tires would pick up more speed, I feel, once the line was starting to come in and the track was drying. I felt like I feel like going from a wet condition to a dry condition or a dry condition to a wet condition in Formula One makes the race much more interesting than just a dry race all around or a wet race all around. Yeah, yeah the, because that decision of when to go from the, uh, the medium wet tires to the full slicks that's a pretty big decision because if you go too soon you're finna wrap your car around the wall oh yeah you will and when as narrow as that track is and the limited passing zones any decision you make and i've noticed the lower guys in the standings were making those decisions to go into the slick tires or hard compound tires while the leaders were saying i'm comfortable with where i'm at right now and if you're new to formula one Monaco is one of those tracks where it's where you start, it's where you're going to finish. Odds are. Yeah, that was my that, first one. I kind, of, I kind of noticed that wherever you were at was kind of where you're going to be at, just riding around, logging laps. However, Charles Leclerc started first and finished fourth. He finished off the podium. Red Bull, who started third and fourth, press ended up winning the race, and Max Verstappen finishing third, which affects the championship by three points. So, Max Verstappen claimed, gained three points on Charles Leclerc into the championship going into the next race. But it was such a it was one of those races where the leader didn't seem like he got far out in front. The margin of victory was only one point one five four seconds. And that was because we had another delay for rain. So a second delay. Oh no, it was for a wreck. It was for a Mick Schumacher's crash. Yeah, Schumacher. I, I apologize. So which red flagged the race. So there was two red flags right there in the matter of the start of the race into the mid running of the race. And Formula One has a time limit. They were starting to exceed, get into that window where the time limit was. And when they went back to racing, what, they had like 30 minutes left? Mm-hmm. So they started the timer. And Sergio Perez looked like he had a few opportunities to take it, but it just either didn't feel comfortable with taking the position away from Perez or yeah. it felt like he might have 
Pretty he hard. Make a lot of contact to probably move him to make that pass, which would have affected Sergio Perez, which would have put and, Max Verstappen and, and into probably, it, and it probably had some penalty. Um, you know, hit him. They'd hit him with a penalty or whatnot because Formula One is stupid. So well, no. now, one driver, one driver did get penalized for contact. I think he Hamilton was, got hit with a penalty for no, contact. Either, no, it's whoever hit Hamilton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I forget, yeah, I I, I forget who that was. I need to start taking notes during these races. But so the red flag changed everything. It wasn't a tradition. It wasn't the full race, but it was a time limited race. And what I do like about this, and I was worried about this because when they were coming around by the swimming pool turns, they were having. They, it looked like the time ran out when they passed the flag stand. I said, "Okay, well that's it. Race is over for as one." The the official held out one finger, one lap to go. Which made me feel good. It's like, okay, at least you're giving them one more lap to settle it. It, it. it was that factor that threw it in there, that threw everything in there. Do I like time-limited races? No, but that's a Formula One rule. At least they got awarded full points for it, and Sergio Perez gained a, a big crown jewel in the world of Formula One. It was a great race. O- Ocon got the penalty. Ocon got the penalty. So it was a great Thanks, race. Preston. Oh, and thank you. Oh, and there's Preston Lude. He, at least he's watching us there on Facebook, right there. Preston Lude, uh, one of our the Formula One guy. I've really, if he, only you were sitting right there across from us, Preston, you could be talking to us exactly what happened there. But it was such a good race. It it it, it was just the start of what you felt like was going to be a big, great weekend of racing, a great day of racing, I should say. We moved to Indy. I mean, right after Perez won, I switched right over to Indy. How do you got first impressions on the Indy 500, gentlemen? It was such a, it was amazing. Go ahead, Austin. Did you get to watch the whole thing? I, I only got to watch the first, or the, I'm sorry, the last four laps, which I think was like right after Johnson uh, wrecked out of it. Which Johnson didn't pit, I believe, so he got to actually lead a lap. So and he qualified for the Indy 500, which says a lot. And Right. He, ahead, wasn't, he wasn't up there all day, though. Jimmy Johnson, I've, I, I he, him, he wasn't I up the there all day, no. And I felt like he would have done better. I felt like a lot of drivers would have done better in that race. But Jimmy Johnson was outside the top 20 and the top 15 all day. And that's very unfortunate because I really like to see him succeed in there. But I feel like his niche is he's learning how to drive a completely different car on the same track. He's so used to stock cars. And it, this is his first season running ovals. And I feel like it's very tough for Jimmy Johnson to adapt to the ovals as quickly. He's doing well, better in the ovals than he is in the road courses. courses. However, he did wreck there with four laps to go. But we're going to go back to the start of the race. What a great start to the race. I like the three-wide start that Indy does only for the Indianapolis 500. There were wrecks there, mainly coming off of turn two. A lot of wrecks. Roman Grosjean wrecked, which was totally unfortunate. We didn't see any really big wrecks, but we saw a lot of close racing. Connor Daly, we've had him on the show, led a number of laps. Was this on the start? This was the talking about wrecks in turn two? No. Or is this on the three wide starts? No, that wasn't on the three wide start. That was just a product uh, in of general out of two. They get they just lost, they oversteered or got loose and just hit the wall coming out of two and we, okay. that's that turn two ate up a lot of cars throughout the course of that race there for the IndyCar series. Man, it was such a great race. I've never seen a Indy 500 come down to that and I will applaud this. When Jimmy Johnson did wreck, IndyCar said, we're throwing out the red flag because 
they don't have a green white checkered or overtime like NASCAR does. So when they threw out that red flag, you heard a unanimous cheer throughout the crowd because we didn't want Marcus Erickson looked like he was going to run away with it and win the race easily. Johnson wrecked. I was thinking they're not going to throw a red flag out. Erickson's got it under caution, and they threw out the red flag. What do you guys think of that move by IndyCar? I, I thought it spiced things up. I mean, you're leading the race thinking you're going to win the Indy 500, and you get brought down pit road, and you got to sit in your thoughts for five, ten minutes. I, I don't think I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but I, I think it spiced things up a lot. Yeah, I mean, that, that's when Charlie joined the broadcast. What do you think of that? I mean, I know you didn't see everything leading up to that. You saw, yeah. you kind of caught the Indy 10, in my opinion. Yeah, I, ca- I caught the Indy 10. 10, um, 10 15, but so, what, what do you think about that? I mean, I appreciated that IndyCar doing that. Yeah, it definitely made it interesting, and I'm glad the leader that actually was leading at that point in time still won it because, I guess, from a driver's ass point or uh, aspect, he did not want to see that caution. I mean, he had a good lead, and the last thing he wanted to see was a caution come out and bunch that field back up, especially when there's a purse of like $1.8 million. I'm glad he still won it. He held them off. The top four still finished where they restarted or something like that, I think. Congrats to him. He, he did what he had to do. It, it definitely made it interesting, though. Yeah, him being Marcus Erickson, the second Swedish driver to win the Indianapolis 500. But definitely a big shout-out to Connor Daly, who we had on the show, finishing sixth in the Indy 500 with seven laps led. The leader that led the most laps, Scott Dixon, ended up finishing 21st. But I'm with you, Charlie. Paddle Award looked like he was a strong contender to pass him there with a couple laps to go. Just couldn't get up there, couldn't pass him, and... Marcus Erickson had the car to beat that Chip Ganassi Honda ran great. And Chip Ganassi probably made the good move of going from stock cars in NASCAR. Did he, though? I mean, yes, he won the 500. He won the Indy 500. I mean, what's okay, well, then what's bigger now? Is it Coca-Cola 600 bigger than the Indy 500? I don't think it's, I don't think so. Indy 500 will dominate those ratings. Okay, he's, got a, he's got a, that same team that he, I guess, did own his running really, really good. I'm not saying it's bigger, but you're also a, what you got a whatever you want to call it for the Indy 500 too. I mean, that's your yeah golden egg. So, which I might have us two tickets for that next year. So that'd be cool. I would definitely go up to the city yeah. Indy 500. Uh, Austin, you want to go? Well, see, here's the problem with that though. You keep saying you're going to do talent. You're going to take care of talent. Yeah, 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 but like my mom and her husband are at the Indy 500. They've been going for the past few years because her husband has tickets for it every year. Nice. And like they said, this is probably his last year of going. I don't know why he would do that, but okay. So you mean out of all your friends, you take me? I always said that because. I tell no. I tell you what. I'll get photo credentials up there, and I'll photograph it, and I can experience my first Indy 500 from the pits, and have fun with that. If I can get, if I can land them, I will throw a beer can at you as soon as I see. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Okay, well, that was Indy. I mean, congratulations, anyway. congratulations to Marcus Erickson winning his first Indianapolis 500. What a race! It, it was so good. I and Caroline was worried that I would fall asleep. And for 14 hours, I didn't fall asleep. I sat there right on the couch like a lump on the log just watching racing. Yeah, that's what I felt like, a sore thumb, just sitting in my recliner drinking beer and watching That's what I feel like with the truck races here lately. Okay. Well, in, in, in speaking of NASCAR, we go over – well, anything else in regard to IndyCar race because it was such a good nah. race. 
I, I really enjoyed it. They put on a good show there. But, Austin, anything else for you? No, I'm good. Okay, when it comes to NASCAR, not going to lie, had family in town, didn't see the truck race, didn't see the Xfinity race. And the only reason I turned off the truck race when I turned it on because I saw cup drivers in there, so I boycotted that. But we've been down that road before. The Xfinity race had mom and dad in, wasn't going to watch it. But I did see the cup race, so did either of you catch the truck or Xfinity race? I caught both of them. You didn't miss much in the truck race except for last nope. year restarts. Ocean Var, I thought it was going to be his weekend to get it. I had a caution. I think he tried a little too hard to win his first race. He ended up taking out Ryan Priest. Uh, but other than that, it was just a normal truck race. Ross Chastain ended up winning. so Which is ridiculous, but it is what it is. But Ryan Priest did put the nail in the coffin with his comment after the race. What, Y'all listen to that? Yeah, what did he say? He told all the young kids watching at home, that's not how you race. Drive me with respect and don't put me in the wall. Which is which is basically what Hosevar did. I don't think he tried to do it, but he was just trying just a little bit too hard to win his first race. I'm going to go back to what we talked about a few weeks ago here at Darlington when Logano put Byron in the wall. It's racing. I mean, I, okay, I didn't see. You're going to have to break this down for me. What happened, Austin? So, restart. Um, With a handful of laps to go, I figure, right? Restart. Priest, yeah. Okay. Restart. Priest is on the outside. Hosevar's inside. Hosevar just dive bombs it off on the, pretty much on the inside there. They're on super old tires Nobody, because nobody pitted. And he washes up and takes out. He's just trying to. He overdrove the truck. Well, he hit him in one and two, and then again in three and four, and that's what finally took him out. So I don't know if he cut a tire down on the back stretch and then got into him again. But then on one and two, he just drove it, drove it in there. I hope it stick. It didn't stick. Then he ended up getting into him. Yeah, it wasn't a Joey Logano just wants to drive from the rear bumper through the radiator out the front bumper like they did Byron. Yeah, he didn't use anybody's brakes. He just he just drove it in just a little bit too deep, and it didn't stick. He ended up washing up and getting into him. Because in looking at the results, Ryan Priest finished 11th. Carson Hoskovar finished 16th. Hoskovar ended up spinning out, tagging the wall, okay. tore the back half of the truck off, and then Priest just had right side damage. Okay, and the only reason why they finished that good is because it was nothing but a green flag race, and majority of the field was already multiple laps down. Much. All right, so I mean, no harm, no foul. I feel, but here's my second question to that: to anybody's knowledge out there, and by all means, if you if you're watching us on Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, you can kind of chime in on this as well. Is Ryan Priest running for a championship, and is he running for points in the Truck Series, or is he just logging laps? I think he's logging laps because he he's, ran all three series. This okay, weekend. he he did run all three series, so he's just logging laps in the Truck Series. If you run into me and I'm not logging laps and I didn't lose anything, I'm not going to cause a big spiel over that. Carson Hoskovar is running for a championship this season. He's running for points. He's trying to get the best finish he can. If he dive-bombed it in there, and it could have been a youth versus experience thing right there, I don't see why he's making a mountain out of an anthill. I think his biggest concern is he said and, something about this is how I make my living or something. If I don't right. finish good, I'll get paid. So I think that's what he's really yeah, about. It's like Jason just commented. Priest is trying to get a full-time ride wherever he can. Yeah, and Preston said the same thing. He's racing for a future ride. Absolutely. Priest is trying to get the best runs when his opportunity presents itself. And 
I'll argue that too all day long. But he also you're, you're not you don't go you don't show up to any race just to log laps. No, no, you show up to win, and I, I hear you on that. But at the same time, last season he was racing in the Cup Series with JGG Jordy Racing, and now he doesn't have a ride because he didn't do well. So Ryan Priest, I pulled for him so much in the Cup Series. He's well, not- we can say the same thing about Matty D, and he still sucks in the Truck Series. But at least and- he's got a ride. Priest is outperforming him in the part-time ride in the truck series. Let's see. Up there contending for wins and gets taken out by somebody that's overdriving the truck. Well, fair enough on that one. I mean, Matty D had a few seasons in the Cup Series. He got bumped down to the truck series. Didn't do it's it's not running as well as I thought he would be running in the cup in the truck series. I agree with you there, Charlie. But I would have to say at the same time. If you even if you're running part time, you want to go for a win, and I hear both sides. I hear I hear what you're saying. Priest but, isn't running for a championship in any of the three series. No, he stuff. isn't. He isn't, and, and rightfully so. He, if he wants to run all three series, he can he can do that. I don't have a problem with that. However, he is racing in series where people are running for those championships, and if he does happen to get taken out, it's racing, man. It's racing. It's unpredictable. I mean, somebody dove in with old tires. With a few laps to go, absolutely. I mean, why not going go for, for it? His first win. Going for his first win at Charlotte, a big weekend of racing for Charlotte, and going for his first win. Okay, you can't so take it away. Let me ask you this: Yeah, go ahead. We we roll into this weekend. Truck Series is running again. Carson Hosevar is running up there again, contending for a win. He does the same thing, trying to get his first win. Die bombs it off in there, takes him and the other guy. Doesn't have to be Priest. Does it again? Are are we going to sit here and say, oh, well, he's just battling for his first win? At that point, I think it's going to be a trend. I think somebody's going to have to pull him aside, most likely his crew chief or his car owner, truck owner in this case, and say, in order to win the race, you got to finish the race. And if you keep dive bombing it in, you're not going to win the race, especially if you take yourself out. I'd rather you finish second, like, Back in the day when Chase Elliott was going for his first win, he finished second after okay. second after second. What, what said, about Rooster doing the same thing? You said it right there, though. If you're running for a points championship, I get that you're running for your first win, but if right. you're having to die bomb it off in there to pass a truck that really is probably stronger than you and has the preferred line, wouldn't you just be the same as to finish second, get those points that you – really need for the big picture right? rather than to take you and that guy out of contention for a win? Yeah, that's a, it's such a tough call because I would like... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. The the calmness of me would say take the points, but then you know the racer in you, Charlie, would probably say go for the win. I mean, depends I, on what decides on which side of the fence. It depends on. on what side of the fence you're on, and that's and, and, and again, I didn't see the race. I didn't even see the highlights. I've been. I, I'll, I'll, I'll play. I know you guys bombing going into one for a win. I would do the same thing. And it depends. It, it also depends on like, look, if I was running truck series. I'd have to be in that situation, and I'd sit here in front of this computer screen, sure, but I'd have to be in that situation at the same time. Look, I, I'm not there to tear up equipment every week, and host of ours tore some crap up this week or or this year, and I'd sure have to contemplate it not even being the last lap. Do I have the best truck just to be die-bombing it off in here? Am I really going to pass this guy if I do this? And, and it may be just the lack of experience factor coming into play there and the youth side of stuff. Right. I'm not, not doubting the boy don't have talent. He, he's he got talent. I mean, we've seen it in the, the late model side of stuff as well. Like, he's good. He's showing what he's got in the truck series now as well, competing, you know, for top 10, top five, and even wins on a, on a fairly regular basis now. So I, I just think you got to make a better judgment call in that situation, and he definitely did not make a good one, whether Ryan Priest is running for a championship or not. Right, and, and I think that comes with experience. I think maybe five years, six years down the road, Carson Hoskovar might be in the Xfinity Series, if not looking at a Cup Series ride, if, he, if, everything, if the stars align. And then he's going to be having the same conversation with a new up-and-comer coming up. You can't be doing that, you know. And Preston even said, Hoskovar took responsibility for his actions. If you mess up, fess up. As long as you mess up and fess up and realize what you did wrong, he can learn from that and go into next weekend's races with no issue, with probably more growing pains, I should say, with a new set of growing pains. And that's just a development of a driver, I feel. I'm not, I'm not saying Hoskovar was right and Priest was wrong or vice versa. All I'm saying is that's just racing, you know? Yeah. yeah. As a fan, and you guys, we talked about this when Logano bumped Byron. As a fan, I look at that and go, he gave it his all. As a From a driver's standpoint, he could have done this different. He could have done that different. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. Oh, yeah. He gave it his all. He right. did it in the floorboard with the gas pedal. Yeah. It's part of the, it's part of the game as, as far as I'm concerned. Especially when you could just drive by him without having to hit him. Yeah, we're not going to yeah, go back. Right. We're not going to dig back up that those old memories right there, Charlie. But the Xfinity race, Josh Berry won it. I, again, I didn't watch it. How was that race? Junior Motorsports domination. It yeah. goes without saying that on a mile and a half, I feel Junior Motorsports is to, are the guys to beat one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, even if oh, you yeah. are down a cylinder. Yeah, because Gregson was and he finished fourth. So. Gregson was down a cylinder and finished fourth. That's impressive. Yeah, he was down a cylinder for like the last third of the race too. Yeah, because it happened. It happened early on, like rider right stage one. Okay. Nothing, nothing really exciting happened there. Just nothing exciting happened. Okay, well, but I, I, I did catch the Coca Cola six hundred right after the Indy five hundred. 
I told I turned to Caroline and said, "You've got six hundred more miles of racing to go." And a little part of me was expecting something like we saw last year, or the car spread out more differently. I got to complete, and I think we all got to complete one eighty of that. We saw a caution filled race. What they ended up with seventeen, eighteen cautions yeah. the course of that race. We saw cars flip. I, I haven't seen a car flip in Charlotte ever. We've seen cars upside down. We've seen two big ones, two three big ones there at Charlotte Motor Speedway. It was something that you only that I haven't seen ever. And we saw competitive racing from the drop of the green flag all the way through the end of the race. Gentlemen, first impressions of the Coca-Cola 600 there on what was an amazing day of racing. I enjoyed it. Coca-Cola 600 was the ending of my racing day for yesterday. Long one. I missed the part where Chase Elliott got took out or whatever happened there, so I had to rely on y'all to help me out with that one. But I, I enjoyed it. I like you said, great racing from the green flag, all the way to the checkered flag. Chris Buescher flipping. I, I just thought he was going to spin out, and next thing you know, he's coming through the infield. So that was a shock to me. It was so crazy to watch, and we're going to talk about this real quick before we get into anything else. The big controversy, I feel, of the weekend was the DVP, which is the damage vehicle policy NASCAR put into place a number of years ago in order to save the team's money. And I feel like this might be a better question of the week than what Charlie brought up, but what do you guys think of that? Because Chase Elliott was a victim of it, Ryan Priest was a victim of it, Bubba Wallace was also a victim of it, and everybody from 20th all the way down didn't finish. We had... What, 19 cars finished that race. But what would you guys think of the DVP? I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of it. And it kind of showed throughout the course of the weekend or the course of that race of why I'm not a fan of it. I, I don't like it. I get the fact that they don't want a car sitting on pit road for an extended period of time. I get that. But when you got Chase Elliott sitting there, and I, yes, I'm a fan of Chase Elliott, and I, I'm using him for an example this weekend. When you got him, and, and what took him out of that race was the time clock, for for lack of better words, was this six-minute time clock. And there, there's there's a good reason why they didn't interview him after the race. He was very visibly upset about what yes, happened there. A- absolutely. These teams practice replacing those rear toe links because there's been so many damage this year, and there's a reason why they practice those. So – and that's so they can get quicker and quicker at replacing them. But let's face it, you, you're not going to replace them in those six-minute time frame sitting on pit road. You can't just do one little bit, leave pit road, come back and do a little bit. It's not like trying to fix a certain part of a fender there. So you have to replace it all at the same time, leave pit road, and meet minimum speed to reset that clock. And that's why I'm not a fan of it, because that inevitably took him out of the race. All at the same time, you got Ryan Blaney, who is literally riding around the track, knowing good and dang well you're not going to meet minimum speed. The rear end is literally like 45 degrees out of alignment. But that's okay. It's okay for him to ride around under caution like that. Knowing good and well, you're not going to meet minimum speed. But, but it, it's not okay for Chase Elliott to sit there long enough to replace the rear toe link. Knowing good and well, you've had multiple issues with these all year long without having to go to the garage and stuff like that. And, and now you just took somebody that had 
one of the, if not the fastest car of the night out of the race. So were, were they close to getting it fixed? I, I don't know. Next thing you know, I, I I turned around for a second, turned back around, Chase Elliott's in the garage. With that, I feel like Ryan Blaney, with him just going around the track that one time, gained him three or four spots, moving yeah, him up to the 29th spot. And, and that's the way it used to be. Well, at least it was the way it used to be was you take your car to the garage before the damaged vehicle policy. You take your car to the garage, fix it as best you can, come out with a hood or, or cut – sheet metal off and fix whatever you can come out and at least run two or three laps or as many as, as you long can. as you met minimum speed right as long as you met minimum speed that was for a season-long championship where every point mattered if you could get two or three positions up on a guy that was back in the day maybe 10 15 points and at the end of the season i mean you shouldn't wreck out that much if you're going for a championship but at the end of the season that can mean the difference between you hoisting what was the winston cup trophy to finishing second going, we'll get him next year. Then maybe there's an issue there as well. And, and we can debate this all day long too. Or maybe there's a time clock issue with the current system. So or, maybe or, they need yep. longer time. Maybe depending on what the issue is, if it's cosmetic issue, fine, six minutes. Half stages of how much time you get for what part failed and what's going on with the car. You know what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. Or you just know, get rid of the damage vehicle policy altogether. I feel like that is the one thing that is taken yep. away from the sport. That There's a lot of things taken away from the racing on the track because in the Indy, we'll take the Indy 500, for example. You didn't see stage racing. You saw the race play out from green flag to checkered flag. But for NASCAR, you saw the stages to bunch them all back up, and that's what I feel caused a lot of these cautions is the restarts. They're bunched up on some on old tires, some on new tires. The tire allegation was, I believe, what, 14, 13, 14 throughout the course of the 600-mile race. And people were putting on scuffs, and those scuffs weren't doing anything good. And you're seeing these cars get back in the pack and then just causing a big wreck or getting loose and causing a big wreck. Ryan Blaney spun, and then we saw another wreck coming off with Austin Dillon coming down to the white flag. We saw Daniel Suarez get around and cause a big wreck. We saw several big wrecks on that race. That were caused by, I feel, the stages. The damage vehicle policy is one thing. I know I'm kind of going off into a rabbit hole here, but we're going to go back to the damage vehicle policy here real quick. I, I feel like that is taken away from the team's ability to gain points on the track. It, it, it did used to be where, and I get where NASCAR is coming from and saying this will save the team's money. It, it will save the team's money. However, I feel like you're taking away the team's ability to gain points throughout and use strategy throughout the course of the race if your vehicle was damaged. Now, if your vehicle has been damaged to the point where it can't race anymore like a Ryan Blaney's, yeah, you're going to park it. But you're gonna, but he, he did the right thing, I feel, and went out there and at least got a couple of positions on there. Chase Elliott, could he have gotten that fixed in a decent amount of time? I feel like he could have finished way better than he did, which he finished 33rd, but the damaged vehicle policy will never know. I think he could have finished a whole lot better, but like you said... That eliminated him from the race. And it did. And Preston just chimed in right here on Facebook. And he might not be with us here in the ITM Media Studio, but he's with us here in spirit. Have to bunch him up. Have to bunch him up. So those uh, stage racing right there. Have to bunch him up during the course of the race to make it exciting for the new fan bases. So he's talking about the stage racing here. And and we'll shift over to that. NASCAR this weekend had four stages for a 400-lap race, 100 laps apiece. But then watching the Indy 500... It was over, I feel like, relatively quickly compared 
even with all the cautions and the red flag that they had, it was over relatively quickly for the next race. I feel like, yeah, they're going to bunch them up, and the stage racing counts, but it shouldn't count like it should. But We'll say that. Well, you know, maybe with the new car, should NASCAR revisit the idea of getting rid of stage racing? I think that's an overused topic right now. I feel, I feel like if they haven't gotten so, rid of stage racing or even hinted about getting rid of stage racing – NASCAR is not going to do yeah. that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. I, I will say this, though, with, with the tire issues going on, I, I take that back. Goodyear, I'm sorry. It's not a tire issue. It's a setup issue. I think if NASCAR is going to implement any rules, it should be, hey, you got to run your stuff straight up. There, there is no toe adjustment. There is no camber adjustment in these rear ends. you, you got to run your stuff straight up. Well, then have a... Don't have independent rear suspension, half what we did back in the old You car. can run your stuff straight up, even with independent rear suspension. Okay, well, well, fair enough. So it's more of a rule change that NASCAR needs to step in and fix this issue. Because we, we didn't really see any tire issues, as far as I remember. We saw a couple tires go down, but not like I felt like it was uh, races past, especially at mile and a half. I feel like the majority, yeah, of the they, cautions, they was... the majority of the cautions came out because they were bunched up after the stages or after a caution. And if it was happening after a caution, that's fine. But to happen after a stage like that, I feel like it's... Uh, there was definitely some some tire issues. There was a lot of blistering. And then there was just the fact of tires going away. And if you got back on the throttle too quick, especially going into the trioval there, uh, or if that's what you want to call it, trial or the front stretch. The dog leg. Yeah, that's where everybody was loosening it. I mean, we saw... What, uh, Chase Elliott lost it there. Bubba Wallace lost it there. I think Kyle Larson lost it twice there. Yeah, Kyle Larson. Um, Kyle what a night he had. Yeah, an up and down night. And until Ryan Blaney took him out of the race, you know, he had a chance to win it, unfortunately. Kyle Larson was a a factor. Everybody was a factor. I I mean, the racing overall was so much better than I expected. It was such a good race from green flag to checkered flag. Because the leader didn't get out in front. There was no, like, really big gap that was formed. I feel like even without the stage race in here, cautions would have bunched them up together more so. I feel like we probably would have had maybe five more cautions if it was an organic race. But the, the, the fact that they were bunched up pretty much the whole time, nobody really got out in front. Last year, we saw Kyle Larson run away with it. Let all four stages and and just dominated the race a few years ago prior to that martin truex jr led 397 of the 400 laps Mm -hmm. i mean for the past few years the coke 600 has been a one horse show we didn't see that today we didn't see that on, on sunday we saw a really good race from everybody involved and even drivers like kevin harvick who started 18th who had a horrible night was up there at the end chase briscoe had a chance to win although causing that last caution or the second to last caution there before the end of the race, ended up finishing fourth. Jake Briscoe, I mean, these composite bodies and, and, the, and the Gen 7 car, I think, showed what NASCAR was trying to go to and what we're working towards slowly, not just on mile and a half, but all the tracks around NASCAR. Yeah, I, I, they're getting there. I won't take that away from them. They are getting there. It, but, it, man, it, it's... it's, it's it's taking it's growing taking pains. Time. It's growing pains, and, and what's tough to say is we. It's like anything else. When we see something new coming, we expect it to be fixed on day one, and that's just not the way it is. When a car gets 
onto the track, like this Gen 7 car, we expect it to be from the Daytona 500 all the way to Phoenix, the best racing we've ever seen. In some cases, we have. Like this past weekend, I feel, was just an amazing race. But in some cases, we haven't. Martinsville, for example, was just a boring race. And, and I feel like it's going to be a growing pain for NASCAR to do that. And I feel like NASCAR is figuring it out with the teams. I'm sure the teams are giving them feedback, feedback that we don't know about. But I feel like give it till 2023 and we'll see better, a better product on the track that is organic because of this car. Because what we saw this weekend, if, if they brought it like that every week, this would be the top series not only in the United States but in the world. People would... Tune in just like we do for Formula One. They would DVR it. So that's how I feel. I feel like the tires weren't, and the tires need to be fixed. The rear end needs to be fixed a little. But I feel like it's more tweaks now than a total overall adjustment of the of the car. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll agree with you there. It's, it's not a car issue. It's just tweaking the car. The car has proved that it's it, it's done what NASCAR wanted it to do. It, it's just tweaking the final product now. Yep, and. Denny Hamlin ended up winning the race. Well, first of all, let's go back to this. The Chris Buescher crash. When I saw Daniel Suarez spin out there, I looked down on Twitter to see what the update was. And all of a sudden, the 17 was on its roof. It's like, what in the world happened? And once we figured out that his A-frame broke and flipped, he he had a heck of a tumble. What do you guys, I mean, the car held up well. What do you guys think of that? I mean, that was just a crazy accident that happened right there. Yeah, the, the car is definitely safe. Only, only thing I looked at it is I'd have crap my britches sitting on that, sitting on my lid for four minutes. Like, I'm not claustrophobic, but being on my lid for that long, and then again, the that's probably the easiest and softest I've ever seen a car roll back over. Yeah. Normally when they get rolled over, the driver ain't going to be in there. And they, they rolled it over with him in there, and yeah. he got out. So that, that's probably the easiest I've ever seen one rolled over. And guess who's back? Maury was a little fussy when the Monaco race got delayed because I sold her the race would start at 9, and she was fussy because it started at 10. So Maury's back, and Caroline's cooking. So, Oh. But, yep. yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good testament to what the car could do and hold up throughout an accident. I'm glad to see Chris Buescher okay. I'm glad to see everybody okay. A lot of hard hits that past weekend. Let's talk about the final wreck because in our text group, Charlie said some bad things about Austin Dillon. I didn't think it was a bad thing that what Austin Dillon thing did. I think he was going for a win. But break that down, Charlie. Why do you say that about Austin Dillon? You'll have to refresh my memory on that one. I can't remember exactly. I, okay, I said so, something. So you, you pretty much said Austin Dillon's a little yeah, I can't. I ain't got a B button, so I can't read exactly what he said. So. Yeah, well, I, well, it started with a B, and I got Hang my I, I, I got my daughter here. And I'm not going to say it. Yeah, I can't say it. Matt's got his little girl. Yeah, I got my little girl here. There's no way my I'm going to say it. My kids are in the womb, but I might still be with you. Yeah, still, they still hear you. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I didn't feel like that was Austin Dillon's fault at all. I think it was just hard racing. I think it was just hard racing as well. They're coming down to the final lap of the uh, Coca-Cola 6 under a Crown Jewel event. He had the fresh tires, and he wanted to win. I don't, and, I don't think nobody... I can't blame we, Austin Dillon on that. Point. No, it, I think it's just a, just a racing incident. Maybe somebody didn't go low enough. Somebody didn't go high enough. When they're full wide, not really a lot of room to get. Maybe I just don't like Dylan, I, yeah, which I don't. Go, oh, Golden Horseshoe was. <laughs> I think I think that could have been it as well. But also, but Danny Hamlin ended up winning. What do you guys think of that? Because everybody, 
that was watching the race, <laughs> and we got a little blowout, blown engine right here on, on my lap here. I hate to say, I can't remember more. He's going to listen to this 18 years from now. I go, Dad. Denny Hamlin won, and a lot of people you, were. You got to change it, man. Charlie will have to show up. But no, no, I can, I can, I can sit here for a quick second here. But Denny Hamlin won a lot of criticism on Twitter about that, saying that there was a five-hour race and Denny Hamlin ended up winning. What do you guys think of Denny Hamlin winning? I think it was well deserved for Denny Hamlin finally getting that nope. final crown jewel into the crown. Could care less if Denny Hamlin ever won another race in his life. Yeah, my my favorite tweet was I just watched five hours of racing to see Denny Hamlin win. Well, first of all, here we're going to take a time out here. Caroline was watching it live and heard me say blowout, and she came in, pick crew came in, and, and rescued the day. And, uh, that's, that's funny. There. Yeah, that's funny right there. But, yeah, Austin Dillon winning it. I didn't – not Austin Dillon. When Austin Dillon wrecked. Denny Hamlin winning it, I felt like was awesome. We've seen – I've seen him win multiple races. Let's see here. One, two, three, four races live, and yeah, he's such a good driver – and the fact that he put that final crown, that final jewel in the crown, winning his first Coca-Cola 600, real quick here, gentlemen, does he have anything else to prove if he chooses to retire here soon? Championship. Championship. I, I agree with that. But what about you, Charlie? I mean, if, if we're going to do that, then Jamie McMurray did all the same things as far as crown, crown jewels. So True. Very true. And Jamie McMurray, by the way, did a great job commentating this weekend's races there at the Charlotte Speedway. He did a fantastic job. He did a great job. And and I feel like with Denny Hamlin winning, beating out Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick and Chase Briscoe, it was such a good race. It was a good finish. It was or it was or, as organic as it could be with the stage racing. I, I don't think NASCAR has anything that say bad about that. I think it was you had everything you wanted in that Coca Cola six hundred and if you were a race fan, you saw Donald. You saw a little bit of everything throughout the course of the weekend. You saw weather delays and strategy for Formula One. You saw accidents and red flags at Indianapolis, and then you saw red flags and craziness there at Charlotte for NASCAR. All three series, Formula One, Indy, NASCAR, had red flags. All three series had drama. All three series had strategy. If, if I had to give it a rating skill, it would be a 10 out of 10 on everything. It was so much fun to watch. I'd agree with a 10 on 10. And I know, sure. Char- and I know Charlie only watched the Indianapolis 10, but, I mean, I don't think he would disagree with that whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it was a good weekend. Like I said, I could care less if Denny Hamlin would ever raced another race in my lifetime. I like Denny Hamlin. I like Denny Hamlin, so. and, and I like seeing him win. I think he's a good driver. He proved it this weekend. He was there at the end. He kept his nose clean. Charlie, did you watch the video I showed you uh, since you of the Hamlin fan fighting the security guard? Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> there was a – as Denny Hamlin was going to victory lane. Oh, yeah, I saw trying, that. They were trying to get him out of the way, and old dude just hopped all over security guard. <laughs> Freaking Hamlin fans. God. I don't think that was a Hamlin fan. I think it was. Maybe we need to get him on the show and try to figure out what the heck he was doing. If anybody knows that guy we're talking about, let us know. We'll get We'll reach out to him. But gentlemen, he looked, like, he looked like he had a few too many. He, he probably did, and I'm surprised he did it being in the pits and having a few too many right there. But gentlemen, race of the weekend here. I got I put out a poll here on Twitter, and I'll tell you what the results of were, that were. But race of the weekend for Indianapolis Coke 600 and the Monaco Grand Prix. I'm going to start off with Charlie. What was your pick of the best race of the weekend? Matt. I'm going to change it up a little bit here. I, I'm going to go with Monaco Grand Prix. 
only because of the way the top four finished. They, they finished nose to tail. And you just don't see that in F1 a whole lot. And I truly think it's just because of the way these cars, the way the new car in F1 has changed this year. It's a lot of great racing in Formula One every race. And it's it's been just great all year. It's just not been one team just running away with it. And the fact that they finished nose to tail and – I think if it had been anywhere else, you'd have probably seen all four of those cars battling for a win. Monaco is just a hard place to pass, period. So I, I, I got to say, Monaco Grand Prix is my my pick for uh, race of the week. All right, very nice. Austin, what about you? Race of the weekend. I'm going to go with the Coach 600. I enjoyed watching Kyle Larson. He had a hell of a night. I was pulling for him. I thought he was going to win. I feel like if Chase Briscoe didn't spin out and cause that last caution and he didn't get tangled up with Austin Bill, then he would have won. Overall, all great racing from the green flag to the checkered flag, so I'm going to have to go with the Coke 600. Very nice. And let us know out there what you think there. I, mean, I looked over here to my chat box here, but let us know what you think out there, whether you're watching on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook, what your race of the weekend was. My race of the weekend it's funny how all three of us, I'm curious to see what Preston will have to say. I'm sure he'll comment here. Austin picked NASCAR. Charlie picked Formula One. I'm going to have to say IndyCar. What a great race IndyCar Ooh, was. You know, come. Okay, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. <laughs> I really do, but IndyCar race had its, it was no stage race, and there were no delays other than the Jimmy Johnson crash, which brought out the red flag, which, again, kudos for IndyCar for calling that with less than five laps to go, throwing the caution out and throwing the red flag out to stop the race, clean it up, and ensure that the race would finish under green or attempt to finish under green. There was a wreck coming off there, too, on the final lap, which did put the race under caution. So we didn't get to see it on New Country, but they gave it their best effort, and they let it play out. So kudos on IndyCar for doing that. IndyCar will win the race of the weekend for me. And our Twitter here, our Twitter poll was which was the best race from the weekend formula one indian nascar and out of 11 votes all of them went to nascar that was the top vote which tells me two things one everybody enjoyed that race to austin's point and i did as well and two we have a lot of nascar fans we need to diversify in our standings here looking to hear preston ludes race was the f1 race for there from monaco for charlie nobody else picked the indycar race i don't know why it was such a great race i really enjoyed that race but Hey, gentlemen, that was our weekend review here. That was our very great weekend. I oh, I gave it the 10 out of 10 overall, like we said here. Upcoming races here for the IndyCar Series, the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix in Detroit, Michigan, will be June Sunday, June 5th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on, US, on the USA Network. For NASCAR, the Worldwide Technology Race for the Truck Series and the Cup Series for the Truck Series, Saturday, June 4th at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. For the Cup Series, June 5th, Sunday, June 5th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1 as well. The Xfinity Series, however, is going to be racing at Portland International Raceway, Saturday, June 4th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Real quick, winners for the Truck Xfinity Cup and IndyCar Series, going to start off with charlie here charlie what do you think who do you think is going to be winning those races truck series going to a different track here man 
you know, I, I'd hate to pick somebody that Coast and Hosevar is going to wreck, but so, but he might win it though. Yeah, he might, but same time, he's probably going to wreck half the field. I think, I think I'm cursing the drivers that pick. I, I feel I like I am too, but I feel like I'm picking the winners at the same time. I pick Josh Berry, but I at least get one out of the weekend. So all three series are running at the. Uh, all three NASCAR series are running. The IndyCar series is running. Formula One is off till next weekend. Right. Truck series, I'm going to go with Enfinger. You know, he, he stayed. He kept his nose clean. He wound up with a second-place finish after the wreck there at the end of the truck series race this weekend. So, Enfinger finally gets that monkey off his back this weekend as well. Xfinity series, I'm going to say Barry goes back-to-back for the first time in his Xfinity career. I'm going to say Ty Gibbs still rides the struggle bus. The Cup Series, new track. I'm going to say the veteran gets it done at a new track with Kyle Busch. All right. What about IndyCar Series? Come back to me on that one. Austin, who's your pick for the Cup Series or for the NASCAR? (laughs) Uh, Trucks, I'm going to go with Ty Majeski. I think it's time for him to get him a win. Senior Series is going to stay in the Junior Motorsports stable. I'm going to go with Sam Mayer. I'm going to say he finally gets him one. Cup Series, March Truex Jr. I think it's time for him to get the monkey off his back. IndyCar, Colton Hurt. Nice picks there, Austin. I really like him. I like him. Now they'll probably all wreck out because I picked them and I cursed them, but that's my pick. We'll we'll take those picks and see if there's a trend here between DNFs and stuff throughout the course of the season. My pick for the Truck Series I keep going to him. I feel like he's going to bring that rust off. He's a senior leader in that truck series as far as seniority, I feel. Matt Crafton is going to win it there. For Portland, I'm going to have to go with the defending Xfinity Series champion, Daniel Hemrick. He's he's right there, I feel, that he can break through. I feel like he's going to get it done. And for the Cup Series, I'm going to have to say Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney gets it done and gets his first win of 2022 at the worldwide center i'm gonna to have to see it again here the worldwide, worldwide technology, technology. Ra- worldwide technology raceway there at gateway for the indycar series paddle award had a do- had a strong showing at the indianapolis 500 and has a strong showing throughout the course of the season paddle award redeems himself moves one place up from the indianapolis 500 gets it done here at the chevrolet detroit grand prix there at detroit charlie who's your yep. indycar pick don't think i forgot Tom- Tony Kanan. Tony Kanan, the driver who finished third there in the Indianapolis 500. Great pick there. Gentlemen, we're getting ready to get into our final thoughts. Anything else before we get into our final thoughts here at the show? Not from me. I'm good. All right. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. 
If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. Final thoughts here on rambling about racing. I promise if you're watching out there on YouTube and Facebook, we're going to have videos and good transitions here coming up here soon. But now we get to our, the by far one of the best parts of the show, I feel, are this week in NASCAR fantasy standings and question of the week that we'll answer on next week's show if this is your first time listening or watching rambling about racing. I'm going to leave it up to you. I'm not sure I know what the answer is. Charlie, do you want to go with the fantasy standings first? No, we'll save it for last. We'll save it for last. Austin, what's our question of the week? Or do you have one? No, I don't have a question. Oh, my gosh. Charlie, do you have a question of the week? Or does anybody out there watching have a question of the week that we would like to see right now? Oh, nobody's watching right now. Everybody left. But (laughs) that was embarrassing. But what what do you guys think? Hey, Charlie, why don't you read off the fantasy standings here? Okay. Okay, read off the fantasy standings. I'm still sitting first, but... My lead is steadily dwindling with twenty five forty seven or twenty five hundred forty seven points. Matt Camper is running me down with twenty four hundred seventy five points. SMR Operations sitting third with twenty four hundred ten points. Sitting fourth is SMR R and D with twenty three hundred and sixty two points. Fifth rounding out top five is S Blades with twenty three hundred and sixty one points. Leading our manufacturing or leading our manufacturer standings with Chevrolet is Super Sumo 32 in sixth place with 2,321 points. Seventh is Matt himself with 2,242 points. Eighth is B93 with 2,158 points. Ninth is Summers Racing, also a manufacturer with Toyota, 2,103 points. Tenth is Smoking Woody with 2,166, also toting the Ford emblem. And 11th is 43andMe with 1,582. 12th is Z-Cleave 7 with 1,555. I thought I was going to catch you there at the mid-race Man, break Man, I must tell you, Ryan Blaney's royal screw-up <laughs> royally you. screwed us up. And I tell you, watch out for Matt Camper, man. He, he's he's running me down. I, he is. And we're we're less than we're less than fifty points apart now. I'm finishing we're, exactly where I I should be finishing there, which is I finished seventh at Charlotte as far as fantasy standings, and I finished I'm seventh in the standings. I'm running as consistent as I can. I'm making poor choices here, but but that, thank you for that, Charlie. And that is again for a hundred dollar Amazon gift card at the end of the season. If a one of I'm us I'm gonna win it. Again, no, if, if, if one of us wins it, the host being Charlie Preston, Austin, or myself, it rolls over into a two hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Whatever. So, I'll auction it off for hundred and fifty. It doesn't work like that, buddy. But I mean I I, I, I applaud <laughs> your enthusiasm right there. This week in NASCAR, we go back to June 4th, 1966. Independent driver Elmo Langley steers his Ford to victory in the 100-mile NASCAR Grand National Race at Spartanburg, South Carolina. Langley leads in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Langley leads the final 40 laps to score his first NASCAR win. Ford leads all 200 laps on the half-mile dirt track, and that was 
June 4th, 1966. And now we get to our question of the week. Uh, you want to just keep it where what you asked there at the top of the show, Charlie? Or do you yeah, want to ask, or do you want to ask another question? No, go go ahead with what I asked at the top of the show. But what did you ask at the top of the show? I didn't remember. <laughs> uh, I know one was that should we get away with the uh, damaged uh, clock policy. That what wasn't it. That, what, what did Charlie ask at the top of the show? Can anybody else there remind us of that? Because I, I totally forgot what you asked us there. Or do you want to just do you want to just keep it simple and just say, hey, we had the damaged vehicle policy come into effect, which upset Charlie and it's upset me throughout. Should NASCAR keep the damaged vehicle policy in place come twenty twenty three? Should that be the question of the week, or do you have another one there, Charlie? No, no I, I'm trying to think of what he said earlier. I'm trying to think of it too. I can't think of it. I can't think of it either. I've I've royally done forgot that, but I, I would roll with that. You don't want to change anything. To, I, I, I say that, but they, they, they threw the uh, truce rule in. I like the truce rule. I, I do too. They threw that in halfway through the season. So yeah, but it doesn't. I would say, yeah. I would say, you know, should you scrap the damage caught okay. right now or or not? I, I think they should. I think. I, it- I think that if you go to the garage, then you're done. Right. But if you're on pit road and you fix it. And you fail to meet. I think as long as you stay on pit road and you and you fix it, you're going laps down. Fine, whatever. And you're going to continue to come into pit road and continue to go laps down. As long as you meet minimum speed, you're fine. I don't think it should matter how long you're on pit road. I, I feel like you answered the question of the week for next episode. Now that's fine. Whatever you can't do All that. Right, so, so I can't do that. <laughs> I just did that. So, okay. should should NASCAR scrap the damaged vehicle policy? For should 20- it matter how long you sit on pit road? I say, here's the question in its final form: Should NASCAR scrap the damaged vehicle policy for the 2023 NASCAR season? There don't answer it. Don't answer, don't answer it, Charlie. Don't answer, don't answer it. Again. I mean, you already answered it. Everybody's going to be ruined by the surprise that you're going to give. But, gentlemen, that was our show. Really do appreciate everybody that tuned in to listen and watching the show on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Really do appreciate it. It's getting better. The old hiccups this time that we saw. If you saw anything, let us know. Gentlemen, anything else before we call it wraps here on this week's episode of Rambling About Race? I'm good. No, ready to roll into another race weekend this weekend and see if I can't make it back to back for myself. Yeah, man. Good luck with that. Make sure to live stream it. Live stream it. And also, also be here this weekend. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So if, I, so if I come this weekend and you don't win, am I fired? We'll discuss that after the race. All right, discuss that after the race. And also, <laughs> and also make sure to keep sending us videos, Charlie, so we can put them on our Patreon page. Yeah. And you could join our Patreon for as little as a dollar. I, I would have sent you the whole race this weekend, but it wound up being like forty-eight minutes long. I don't mind if it's forty-eight minutes long. Put it on, yeah. put it on there, and we'll put it on Patreon. And if people want to watch it, you have to pay to play or play, pay to watch. I, I, I think I'm going to voice record my spot this weekend. Send it to you. Just, I like just that. have that beat button ready. <laughs> hey, we'll put it on our Patreon. Totally uncensored on Patreon, gentlemen. That was our show again. Thanks for everybody who tuned in on your regular podcast platform, Burns Radio, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Really do appreciate it. Anything else before we wrap it up here? I'm good, man. Let's wrap it up.
All right, Austin, what about you? No, I'm good. All right, well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to us, whether you're on your regular podcast platform, Burns Radio, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Really do appreciate it. Feedback is always important. Make sure to follow us on all those social media platforms. All those can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com. Special shout-out to our partners of the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, for not only for us here about at Rambling About Racing, but at Burns Radio as well. For Charlie Herc, it's Chuck 8384, Austin Reeves, Austin's underscore Reeves 6. I'm Matt Beamer, mbeamer22 on Twitter. Stay safe. Thank you for all those, and remember all those who gave the ultimate sacrifice so we could be free on this Memorial Day weekend. Stay safe, and we'll see you after next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.